How are you? I'm good. Um, I keep having girls introduce themselves because I don't pay attention to the fact that I've already written their name on the podcast and you can see you on YouTube. So just... Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. This is your very first time ever encountering me. My name is Casey Calvert. Hi, Casey. Hi. Um, So we... Are we going to talk about what we're going to do today? Or can we talk about that later, maybe? Uh, let's talk about that at the end. Okay. So let's start with, um, how did you get turned on to BDSM? Like, what was the thing that clicked and you were like, this, this is what I want to do? Uh, like, this is what I want to do professionally, or this is just what I want to do? So I, I want to do, and then we'll figure out the professional okay. part. Um, well, I mean, part of the story is that it happened at the same time. Okay. But... You know how a lot of people have, like, the moment in their life where they're like, oh, when I was this age, this thing happened, and now, as an adult, I find this thing sexually arousing. Right. I don't have one of those. Nothing. 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 Hmm. I can't I can't think of any one particular thing that I can pinpoint to be like, oh, this caused this. Right. It's just been there as long as I can remember. So do you just... As long as you could remember, you've always had like this, some kind of BDSM feeling. Yeah, my my mom told me once that she remembers me masturbating when I was four. Hmm. And what I remember is that I would lay on top of like a wiffle ball bat. Right. And I would pretend I was trapped to it. Okay. I've heard a lot of people talk what they have. Um, they have these fantasies and it's the... Uh, same thing. They like I knew when I was really little mm-hmm. that I liked to be tied up, or you'd play cops and robbers, or whatever the scenario was. And mm-hmm. there was that one person who always said, "I'm the one who's going to get tied up. I'm the one who, I'm the bad person who gets locked right. up." Yeah, I'm the bad guy. Right. Yes. Put me in the cage. I'm the bad guy. So there was never a thing. It was just as long as you know, that's where it's always been. Yeah, I. When it was when it was you know kid games and it was I'm the bad guy. Put me in the cage. I wasn't doing that because I was curious or exploring things or like, oh, maybe I'll like this. It was like, oh, no, yes, do this. This is what I want. And I'm like, I knew, I knew that it wasn't like when uh, we played cops and robbers, I got tied up and then right. I was into it. It was, I, I asked to be tied up right. in so many words. Okay. Um, so as far as a profession, like what, what was the moment when you were like, this is what I want to do? Um, I, at some point in time, um, came to the conclusion that porn was a way to do these things in a safe environment. Okay. And I don't really remember exactly how I came to that conclusion, but I feel like I was right. It's like, oh, you, these are the people who do this professionally. These are the best people at the thing, right. these are the people I want to do this with. So I came, I came to that conclusion preteen, okay. maybe, um, and then started doing it right. when I was in college and was like, oh, you were right. You do like this. This is good. Mm. But I started exploring, like I started fetish modeling as a way to explore my sexuality. Okay. Like it wasn't a way to make money. It wasn't, it wasn't a... It wasn't anything other than like, well, these are the things I want to do. These are the best people at these things. I'm going to go do this with them. The fact that they are writing checks at the end of the day is completely ancillary to the fact that 
I'm getting off on what I'm doing. Right. So you started though as a fetish model. You didn't come into this as a, I'm doing porn and I like fetish. You started fetish model. I started as fetish model. I was one of those obnoxious fetish models. That's like, I'm not doing porn. There's no sex. It's just fetish. Yeah. I feel like that's every one of them. That's how, when I came into this, I was dating a fetish model. Yeah. And she went and worked at kink and, it was this big thing that ooh, I'm going to get finger banged. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, he's going to put his finger in me. Not because of, there, there used to be, you were a fetish model. You could have a vibrator held on you mm-hmm. and there was cupping or slapping, but there right, was none but of no this. No insertion. Right. And that was fetish model opposed to porn star. Mm-hmm. Yes. My, I was the fetish model. I was totally okay with toys, like okay. toy insertion, but no, no contact with any other performers. So right. I wouldn't, do any kind of fluid exchange, even when like people would be like, oh, can we do like two girls tied up and make them kiss each other? It's like, nope, I don't do that. I don't kiss. I don't right. do any fluid exchange. It's like that was my limit. Right. And I feel like the penetration with the toys, I think that's a common thing too. And then all of a sudden one day, but I mean, we've got models that are still around that are now porn girls who mm-hmm. started as fetish models the same way. And they were like, no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was very much, it was no, no, no. And it was also like, the stigma very internalized of like, I don't do porn. I'm not going to do porn. Porn is bad. Right. I'm just a fetish model. And it's just art. I'm just taking off my clothes for art exactly. and for, and for, for exploration. I'm not making porn. Right. I feel really guilty that I like was very public about the fact that I wasn't making porn. Like I, I was awful. I feel like there's still a separation though. I feel like there's still the fetish model, oh, yeah, the cam is. model mm-hmm. and then the porn star. But we're all sex workers. Yeah. All of us. And that's the thing is I would have, sex worker wasn't really a, wasn't really common parlance when I was fetish modeling. But if I was fetish modeling now and someone were like, you're a sex worker, I'd be like, I am not a sex worker. You are full of shit. No. No. Don't you put me in that category. Don't you put me in that box. That is not what I am doing. It was very plainly what I was doing. Right. And I think that's the same. A lot of people misconstrue that because I like uh, disco. Mm -hmm. He has had people tell him, well, you're not a sex worker. And he's like, but I, but I do the, the camera, I the sex do the thing. And I'm around the sex and I get the fluids and I get all of these things that are right, happening people to squirt me on my feet. Yeah. Like I'm covered in as many juices, if not more sometimes yeah. than the performers, but there's a certain group that he's, you know, he read an mm-hmm. article or something. They're like, no, you're not a sex worker because you're not actually doing it. But of course that same group says I'm not a sex worker because my dick stays in my pants. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. 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 So there's that. All right, let's go. We'll go yes. to these, and then we'll just shoot the shit. And we'll just talk about stuff, yeah. yeah. And if we get to talk and don't get to all of these, that's fine, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, what's your favorite thing about BDSM? Um, this is a very open-ended question. Okay. I feel well, like I could answer this in a lot of different ways. I'm deciding which answer I want to go with. Okay. Um, I guess... I don't know, I guess my favorite thing about doing BDSM is just the way it makes me feel. Okay. Which is good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing about the adult industry? Uh, I like that I get to to do things. And the things can be the jobs that I'm doing and the things can be the people that I'm interacting with and the things can be that 
I get to be an independent contractor and take vacations when I want to. Right. So it's just it it's it's freedom for me. I, I get to I get to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Right. So you're your own boss. I'm my own boss. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. This is loaded, and you can okay be as reserved as you want or as open as you want. Okay. You know I, I don't am give ready. a shit. I am ready. Um, what's your least favorite thing about the adult industry? have many least favorite things about the adult yeah, industry. There's a big pile. Down it's there. a, it's a loaded question, but only because like the adult industry is amazing and the community is overall amazing. And my job is overall amazing, but there's a lot of things about it that are not amazing. Right. Um, right now, because this answer changes every day right. or multiple times a day, maybe. Right now, um, ooh, no, because maybe it just changed in my head right now. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to go with two. Uh, thing one is that this business is kind of like high school in that it's a popularity contest. Very much so. And there's the cool kids, and there's the punk kids, and there's the goth kids, and there's the, there's the jocks. And, and just like in high school, where I didn't really have one group of people that I fit into. Mm-hmm. I feel like in adult as a whole, I don't have one group of people that I fit into. Right. Because I do all of these different things. You know, I'm not I'm not a fetish girl anymore because I shoot all of this romantic content, but I'm not right. just a girl-girl performer. But I'm not, you know, I, I'm not this, like, crazy, hardcore, fake-ass gonzo performer. And not just an anal girl. And Right. I do all, you know, so there's, like, not... <coughs> People have a hard time putting me in the little in the little box, right? But the industry kind of thrives on little boxes, right? So that's a thing. The other thing is that um, some days the stigma affects me more than other days. Okay. Um, some days I can't help but feel like, oh well, the world thinks I'm disgusting. I don't think I'm disgusting. Right. I don't regret my decisions. But that stranger over there walking down the street probably thinks I'm disgusting and how am I supposed to exist in the world space as this person who people don't like? Especially when you become recognizable Mm -hmm. like you. Because it's not like you, like I am on camera, but I'm not at a level that you or most of you girls are where you can walk down the street and they're like, hey, that's Casey Calvert. And you can be... At looking your worst, mm-hmm. garbage oh, can yeah, dumped the on most your head. Just, yeah, yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, hey, I, I jerk off to your porn. Right. Someone recognized me at Disney the other day. I'm pretty sure. No Talk. one, very, very rarely do people come up to me and say like, hi, are you Casey Calvert? Right. Because my theory anyway is that if you are a porn fan and you go up to a woman at a grocery store and say, hi, are you Casey Calvert? And that woman is someone who looks like me, but is not me. Right. That could go poorly for you. Right. So people don't quickly. often, quickly, yeah. So people don't often just like explicitly say like, I jerk off to you. It's always like a, do I know you from somewhere? Or did we go to high school? Did we go to high school together? Do we, where do I know you from? Now, Have you I think, seen you around here? Do you think they do it that way because they, they don't want to admit that they jerk off? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they, do you think there's ever a genuine person that's like you look really familiar and if you were to say it they'd be like oh fuck I do think that every once in a while there is a person that's genuinely like wow she looks really familiar where the fuck do I know her from right but I think most of it is they are deliberately saying it to get me to admit it so that they can then right 
metaphorically take out their dick? People. <laughs> I had one that came up to me at the grocery store, and I was, um, I think I've told the story before. There's, uh, the, in the produce section, there's always that spot that has, like, the already pre-minced garlic mm-hmm. and all of the weird, odd things that don't have a place anywhere else. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was over there squatting down looking at something, and then suddenly this guy walks up on me. Okay. And he's like, hey. And he starts talking. And I stand up because I'm like, what the, I don't know who the fuck you are. Don't walk up on me like this. And I stand up and kind of don't really square off and put the dukes up. But yeah, I'm like, you're like you're, I'm here on, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm grocery shopping. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I just learned so much from you. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking are you, about, yeah. dude? And he was like, you just, man, I've, you've taught me so much. I was like, are you talking about internet stuff, man? And he was like, yeah, yeah, from the internet. I was like. <laughs> I like, are you talking about internet stuff? Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's, you've taught me so much. I was like, do you, I don't know. So who knows? You've taught me so much is an interesting euphemism. Right. Although, I mean, I feel like that perhaps you have actually taught him some stuff, but I like the idea of like, oh, yeah, you've taught me some stuff. <laughs> I can it really bad. <laughs> He's sitting there. And I was telling, we had something happen the other night. Um, the wife and I, we were out to dinner, and mm-hmm. there was a couple there. And the couple left, and we had interacted with them. It was, at the su- it was a sushi bar. Mm-hmm. And after the interaction, they left, and when we got ready to go, our check had been paid for. Oh, I was like, this is kind of cool. It's awkward, but it's cool because we don't really know them. They don't yeah. know us. We've run into them a couple times because we frequent the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, so afterwards, she was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I feel awkward. I feel kind of weird. I feel not necessarily violated, but like there's this weird thing going on. I was like, multiply that times 10. Take your clothes off and imagine instead of them buying you dinner, they told you they jerk off to you. That's my life. Mm-hmm. So, and she was like, fuck, and it kind of like put it in perspective for her. Yeah. And I was like, that's just me. I can't even imagine what it would be like in your shoes or any of the girls. I mean, sometimes people buy me things and that is nice. I mean, but it more. But uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm 6'4 and I'm burly and I'm a fairly big or bigger intimidating mm-hmm. looking person. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone who I don't feel like I'm approachable enough until, of course, hey, I have a lot at of. At the grocery store. At the yeah. grocery store. But I'm also not someone that. I don't have to, I don't, I don't have to worry as much as you do about someone coming up and putting my hands on, like I talked about this with Lance Hart recently. Mm-hmm. I can get an Uber and I never have to worry about whether that person driving is going to fuck with me. Sure. I mean, there's always going to be what if, but it's not as likely as it is when you get in it by yourself or any other female gets in there by themselves. Right, but that has nothing to do with sex work. That just has to do with me being... A girl in relatively petite. Right. But I'm saying as far as the sex work goes, I can... It just do, compounds it. Right. Because yeah. now well, we've seen you naked and you must like to fuck anybody anyway. Mm-hmm. You must be a horny slut all the time. Right. That's what I say all the time. I was like, it's... They, a lot of people feel that because you're a porn performer that you... All you want to do is fuck. And as soon mm-hmm. as you're not fucking anymore, you go hide in a corner and wait for right. someone to you call you. Right. You disappear into the basement and then it's time to do the scene. You get plucked out and put on set and then you go back into the basement. Right. Just go sit. And yeah, wait you just wait. You wait there till the job comes. Yeah. Hey, fucky, fucky. You want to go fucky? <laughs> come on. Come on. You want to go do it? Let's go. Um, yeah, I have I have had to take Ubers to set a couple of times. I will do whatever I can to avoid to or from set in an Uber. I will take them sometimes, like, if it makes Like, if I'm going out and I know I'm going to drink, I'll take an Uber. Right. But, like, the to or from set thing. So, like, here I am. I'm in sweatpants and I have no makeup on, but I have a giant suitcase. Right. Like, it can only, you know, 
there's only so many places I could be. Oh, and you're going to drive me to this house in the valley. Like there's only so many places right. I could be going. There was, um, I think it was when I went for the derelict. Was it? Yeah, because that was the last time I flew into Burbank. Mm-hmm. And this person picks me up and they start to drive. And as we started talking, he asked, what do you do? And mm-hmm. again, I'm safe. I feel safer saying right. what I do. Right. And I told him and he was like, oh my God, there's, I'm surprised you're not going to this house. And I was like, what house? And he specifically started telling oh, me details. God. And it's the same house that when Disco shoots for the other Mm-hmm. Uh, director that he mm-hmm. shoots for because they're mm-hmm. always in the same one. I know exactly which house we're talking yeah. about. And he was like, we go there all the time. He's like, and I always wondered about that. And I was like, did you really think that that many strange people with big suitcases? He's like, no, I'm not stupid. I just, I, you know, I couldn't confirm it until now. And I was like, that's probably where, if it's, if it's the same place, that's where you're going. I'm certain. I mean, I'm certain it is. It, yeah. It, Especially now that I'm there all the time. Yeah. I, as soon as I said, and it's about a 45 minute drive outside of Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to take you about 45 minutes. <laughs> So there's that. Yeah. So they know. and They know. Yeah, they know. And, and and I'm sure the majority of them are fine. I just really don't want to end up in the one with the person who's not fine. Right. I don't think anybody does, but. Yeah, no, of course not. I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't have it out here. I was going to say, I've got this thing that I carry. It's a keychain. Yeah. And it's um, supposed to be like this tool type keychain. And it's, I'll show it to you on my desk. It's As soon as you see it, you're like. That's not a guess, a fucking weapon. But <laughs> I've been through the airport several times with, with it. With it and never gone, yeah. They've looked, I had a, one person hold it up and look, and they're like, is this yours? I was like, it's a tool. That's all it's it just is. A, it's just a multi-tool. Yeah, fuck off. Um, All right, so what do you like to do in your spare time? When you're not making porn and you're not playing privately, what do you like what to do? What do I do? Um. The the half joke, half real answer to this question is that I like to take naps. But that is what I like to do on my days off. The professional is I like to take a like I I'm like very excited to take a nap in the afternoon. Like is it a big nap or like a power nap? No, uh it's an hour and a half nap. So that's that significant. Counts as, it's a, it's not like a five hour nap, but it's not a it's not a twenty minute nap. Right. I can't do it. I'm not good at it. I've never been good. I've tried. I feel like people are either nappers or not nappers right and like there is no blend like there is no blurring that line it's like right. either you're good at it or you are not good at it yeah, i'm not good i try i sit there when we have time um becky will go and she's like i'm gonna go upstairs and take a nap and mm-hmm. she'll go up and she'll go lay down and mm-hmm. i'll sit there and i'll do things or i'll mm-hmm. watch tv or i'll play video games and then when i'm like fuck you know what i think i'm ready to go I, maybe i'm ready for a nap she yeah. wakes up yeah. and it's been two hours yeah. and then we have to go about our day so professional napper yeah I now like you guys know. um what are some other things that you do besides making porn like when you're not napping <laughs> like, <laughs> because i know you you're super intelligent i've spoke, I, talked uh, about you before on the podcast about how you you know you've written and you've done a lot of different things and like you're a very educated woman so like, what are, yeah my my non my non adult work things although sometimes this line gets blurred and has been blurring more recently but I write, um, write essays, but I have been working on screenplays. Um, and I am working on my house. Okay. I am, I am renovating my very old house and trying to fix it up. Um, and that takes all my time. Now, when you say renovate, are you talking like you like to throw some extra paint on? And are you talking about like you're doing plumbing and construction and building? Like, are you doing? Like- I, so I don't do the dangerous things. 
Well, what level? What do you call dangerous, though? <laughs> Things like electrical. Okay. I don't really feel so safe doing because I could die. Right. And I don't really know anything about plumbing at all. Okay. And like my so like I have a contractor who I work with, and so like the bathroom upstairs is about to get tiled. Okay. And so like a professional tile tile installer guy is going to come and do the tile because I could do it myself. Or I could pay someone to do it, and it'll be done infinitely better. Right. So you're gonna. Pay so someone. I'm gonna pay someone to do it. Right. But I'll I'll paint. I will do like wood projects. Okay. So I'll like refinish antiques and like stain, like strip and stain, strip and sand and stain right. and reseal wood things. And my house has a lot of original woodwork, so like that's a thing. But the, the original, especially with the older stuff, it's got all those grooves in there. Mm-hmm. So that's not like you just get a regular sand. Yeah, no, it's pain in the ass. And then the stripping, that's that's kind of dangerous. I mean, that's some serious chemicals that it's rips a, that shit off. It's a wear a mask, but I don't feel like... like electrocuted. I'm not going to get electrocuted, gotcha. exactly. I'm not going to accidentally touch something and die, or I'm going to make a mistake and then burn the house down. Right. Or the house burns down when you're not there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, yes, right. that I that I've rewired I've wired something incorrectly, and at some point, you know, it it does the oh I don't even know the words, but it does the little sparky thing, <laughs> and then the house catches on fire, <laughs> and that would be bad. It's true. See, look at that talented. I like that. Um, what when you're doing stuff like that? What what was um, what was what's one of the more favorite things that you've done as far as like the like the overhaul of like redoing? Would it be like trim work? Would it be a certain piece mm-hmm. of furniture? In my in my <clears throat> old house, I made all of my kitchen shelves. Um, so we did we did like IKEA cabinets for the like the ground cabinets with the countertop on top, and then we did open shelves for up top. Right. And made them all out of out of lumber and out of pipe. Oh shit! And so they're so industrial. The, yeah, they were super industrial, okay. and so I did. Like we spray painted all the pipe and hung it up, and all the wood had to be stained. And I made my own wood stain. I looked up how you make natural wood stain to get sure. a more a more like naturally aged effect. Right. So it was this process of putting steel wool into vinegar, and the steel wool degrades in the vinegar, and then you use it to stain the wood and. Okay. I did all of these experiments because sometimes you add coffee grounds and it gets darker. You add tea and it can get redder. And like I, I did like a whole bunch. I did like a whole experiment of like which one do I want to use. Right. And I stained them all and sealed them all. And it was very much a learning process because it was the first time I had ever done anything like that. And they came out great. Is this the one that you would do? Um, it was the house prior to this, I think. Yeah. And you would go out in the parking lot and mm-hmm. like naked or in a bikini. Yeah. I don't know why I know that fact about you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you told know. me or if you put know. it on I mean, social media. It was. It was on the internet. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, me me building these kitchen shelves was on the internet. Okay. Maybe but also, it was it was hot. It was summer. And why not? And I didn't want to get tan lines. There you go. And it was I was in a place where, like, it was not a big deal for me to do this naked in the yard. Right. So, why not? I had shoes on. See, you were safe. hmm I got shamed recently for tan lines. I went to, <laughs> I went to a uh, dermatologist, and I, uh, and the, you can't go in and say, "Hey, I'm here. I've got this mole. I want it burned off, and we're done." No, they say, "Let me look at your entire body." Yeah. So you just you just stand there, and they they look at every inch. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
this was a woman of uh she was a woman of color i think mm-hmm. she may have been latin but mm-hmm. she had a very nice beautiful tan mm-hmm. skin and she pulls my sleeve up and she's like you're supposed to be this color pull up your shirt and i pulled it up and she's like let me see and she's like making me expose more and more of my body <laughs> until she finds the whitest part of me and she's like that's what color you're supposed to be all over you're not supposed to be this brown you're not supposed color. to have this other color yeah and after she shamed me i looked at her and i was like well it must be nice must be nice. <laughs> and she laughed at me and said, I'm serious. Start using more sunblock. But it was oh, probably. Oh, yeah. I feel like living here. Do you have to? I've got the face stuff that I use. It's like a 50 SPF or whatever. But I have gotten to where if I walk anymore during the summer, besides just from my car to the office or in, yeah. like in and out really quick, yeah. I spray myself. Because if not, I'm. And even with doing like 30, because I mm-hmm. do. I mean, I guess now I have to embrace my. Honkiness, <laughs> my, my Caucasianness, my whatever it is, my red. I, I feel like I'm getting redder. The I like to I, call it my fish belly. Fish belly, because yes. you can uh, mildly what, transparent. Reflective white. Reflective white. I don't. I don't know. You lot. You know how lots of girls who are pale, they end up being a little bit transparent. Right. And I'm not. I'm not a little transparent, but I end up a little bit reflective. So, like, if if I'm doing a shoot and. It's me and someone who is more tan, mm-hmm. and they light for the person who is more tan. The lights will often bounce off of my skin, <laughs> <laughs> and I just reflect back. So it's my shiny fish belly. Um, do you remember Claire Adams? Yeah, she was probably the milkiest white person mm-hmm. I've ever met, and hers was like a deep white. It wasn't yeah. like the transparent. Yeah, excuse me. Um, like you and I are, or me more so than anything. I'll have to show you when we're not recording. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> no, it's not something I need public to see. <laughs> But um, she, like I said, it was just this deep, solid white. Like every time she got naked, I was like, I've never seen anything that white. Like yeah, she's your skin is so like white. perfect. Yeah. And, yeah. So there's that. Yes. All right. Let's see. Where do we do? Oh, here we go. Is BDSM therapeutic for you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um. Sometimes it's just sex, although I feel like I'm saying that. And then I feel like a lot of people who are completely vanilla would also say that sex is therapeutic for them. Right. But, like, sometimes it's very much of just like, oh, I'm horny. This is the thing I want to do. Right. Oh, this is fun. I am horny. I'm going to get off on this. And sometimes it's a release for sure. Do you ever go into a situation or have a situation going on where you're like, I'm stressed and I'm, I, I'm kind of, I need, I need this release. Do you seek out doing like, I used play? to, I used to often. Okay. Um, and maybe just work changed it. From getting it more often? No, just, I mean, part of it is that I started doing porn and could not show up to work with bruises. And so Which I actually. the regular. Porn people, just for the record, <laughs> bruises are beautiful. Sorry, go ahead. I so I would what it what it, what actually ended up happening was that I got to play a lot less, right? And so I think in the process of oh, when I do get to play, it's really special mm-hmm. that it went from this like this can be a thing I need on a relatively regular basis to like this is a special occasion, right? It needs to be special is a couple of times a year thing and not a once a week kind of thing. Right. So you kind of had to find different ways of dealing or getting the release because you couldn't do it the way you needed to. Yeah. Because to yeah. get the release, you have to be, you can't do the, 
and I'm not discounting what we do, but there's sometimes you can't go as hard as you like. Correct. So therefore you can't get the release. Correct. Motherfuckers. <laughs> it was one of the, one of the, like when I was deciding whether or not I was going to do porn on the pros and cons list, it was one of the biggest cons. It was like, I'm not going to be able to play like I want to all the time. Right. It was like very high up on the list of like, this is, this is a bad thing. Right. Like this is a, this negatively impacts my decision. And that sucks. It does but, suck. But you also, going back to the, the, the skin tone, I mean, you historically, most of the time I found that people who have fair skin seem to mark easily. And that's not yeah. so much the case with you. You don't mark that easily. No, I, again, my skin is weird. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not the kind of fair skinned person who goes out into the sun for five minutes and turns bright red. Right. I go out into the sun and I tan. Like I've never, I've never had a peely kind of sunburn. Really? You know how fucking lucky you are? Very. Because <laughs> fuck, that's all that happens to me. Like I, I if we keep saying, if we say sun yeah. about five more times, I'm going to get a burn. You're going to get a burn, yeah. yeah. And I'm, and it's instant. Like I can walk out in 20 minutes because I'll, sometimes I'll go out on the weekends and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go out and mm-hmm. do this thing in my truck and I'm going to mm-hmm. be in and out of the truck. It shouldn't be a big deal. And I go back in and Becky's like, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, I just mm. did the thing. And she's like, you've seen my truck. Red, yeah. yeah. She's like, I'm as, I'm as, as red, red as, as the truck. truck. Yeah. I look like a fucking lobster. And then so my yeah, summer's I ruined. I don't, I don't really burn. I turn tan and I, and I have, like, if you look up my fetish modeling work, when I was living in Florida, I tanned. Okay. And so I was very tan. And I used to be, like, very tan and very olive. So now I'm just the pale version of olive. Which is just. So off. like I'm not I'm not I'm not red I'm green. Right, that's the way Becky is. Becky has more of the uh, the olive complexion, whereas I'm, I get too excited and I just get red all over. Like I'm told <laughs> I was I was noticing I was editing the. Uh, well, I guess when people hear this, it'll be last week's update. Yeah. On the podcast, and I've got these spots on the side of my neck, and because I, you're getting flushed. Well, and it's, yeah, and it's my, well, it's, I think I got it from my mom because as my mom got older, she had these red spots that just mm-hmm. stayed around her neck. And of mm-hmm. course I'm a little flab here. I'm, I'm the stereotypical. If you look at a chart online at every place that becomes a problem place for men, I have, <laughs> I the have the spots. fat neck I have. And I do, I mean, everyone's like, dude, you get this massive neck. And I'm like, well, there's a layer of fat around it. I mean, it's a big neck anyway. Mm-hmm. But then I've got the here and then the above the dick, like all of the places all the that places, all of the like you're getting older places. Exactly. Yeah. But so yeah, so and of course I think it helps it doesn't help the redness that's around. Sure. Yeah. So I'll just I'm gonna slowly ease into turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> you just do like the go-to. very high turtleneck. Yeah. I'll, I'll rock it like the rock. I'll get me a little gold chain that hangs out. I'll get my, I've got like two fanny packs now, so, I'm, so I'll just embrace the rock yeah, style. Yeah, it's just an aesthetic. It's just a fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I got the gray. I can pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I got one more. Then we can just go. Then we'll just talk about stuff. I'll just randomly talk. Yeah. And, um. So is it common knowledge who you're married to? Uh, That depends on who you ask. Okay. Do you, do you want to talk about it? Sure. Yeah. It's not, so it's not, it's not as common knowledge as like there's people out there. I don't know. Someone like Danny Daniels comes to mind and, and she's very open with her relationship and he's all over her social media and they're very much like this, this couple. Right. Existing. They now the have their own podcast. Right. Oh, do they? Yeah. It's called Two Onions. I'm shouting <laughs> you out, bitch. Both of you. I want one back. I want it in return. 
Um, so like they're like very like we're a couple or someone like like Caden and Manuel they're like this porn power couple right. like these two people who are in these very elevated positions in the business Cross. Caden Cross sits I'm like yes Caden Caden so. Cross and Manuel Ferrara okay uh, so I married to Eli Cross okay who is a director um, he has been working an adult for a long time um, he. Ran AVN for a while, and then he worked for this company called Sex Z Pictures in the in the aughts, and was very successful right. making these very big budget features for them. And now we primarily work together. Right. When when I'm not performing, I am often working with him in some capacity. Okay. Um, how did you guys meet? Uh, the story I like to tell is that we met on Twitter. Ooh. The story he likes to tell is that. Uh, my agent, Mark Spiegler, brought me on a go-see to one of his sets when I was brand new. I met him then, and I don't remember. And then I went with Spiegler to another set that he was on, and I met him again. Right. And I don't remember. And that's his story. That's his story. I believe his story. I'm certain (laughs) it happened when I was brand new in the business. Spiegler took me around to meet everyone, and I met so many people that I don't remember meeting. Right. Do they still do go sees? Yeah. Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm not in LA anymore, yeah, so I don't. It's I don't, definitely still a thing. I miss those. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> it's like, hey, come Hi, on in. Come oh, on so in. and so, and then everybody yes. got naked. Yeah. It was like a. It was like when you go to a nice steakhouse and they bring out the big yes, tray of come, meat. Here's all the new girls. They're gonna take their clothes off for yeah. you now. You can look at them and then you can hire them. I had one come the first time it ever happened. It was a girl <clears throat> who actually was. Uh, she came in solo. Yeah. She contacted me and said, "Hey, I want to come by and okay. meet you." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Um. And she shows up, and she hands me a nice glossy 8x10 or whatever. Yeah. And I start looking at it, and I turn around to look at someone in the office, and when I look back, she she's, was naked. She, the clothes are coming off. And I'm like, yeah. well, what are you doing? She was like, well, I wanted you to see. And I'm like, I, I, I got it. I got look, it I got right it here. here. It's here. glossy. I yeah. can see it. And she took it all off and showed it. And I was like, fuck, this is, I like go-sees. <laughs> I want to see more of these. Yeah, I did a bunch of, did a bunch of go-sees, and people, people still do them. That's Although crazy. I don't know if as frequently. But that also is maybe just a, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of new girls who I, I don't know, and they, they come and go without me ever even. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Um, you said earlier that you two work on a lot of projects together. Mm-hmm. What, like, what kind of stuff do you guys do? Because I know you are doing some directing now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, we co-direct for Girls' Way. Okay. Um, and then I just finished directing a miniseries for Lust Cinema, and he was my DP okay. and shot camera for me. I was also my producer. And he's been in the industry for 20? 20-something. 20 20-something? 20 20-something. 20 yeah. He's the person that's, that's my goal. I want to get to where he's at. There's a, there's a few of them that are still around that are like <laughs> been here longer than I have, and I'm like, I need to get to that level. Yeah. One he's day. Been, he's been in the business for a long time. And he's a badass. <laughs> and he's a lucky fucker because he's married to you. So there's that. Um, that's it. That's all I uh-huh. got. You know what? I'm sitting here looking at my notes for the podcast. There's something yeah. that, um, that we spoke about the last time I saw you. And all I did was make a note. And do you not remember what the note means? Oh, I totally do. And when oh, I show it to you, okay. you're going to remember this. Oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yes. So I was staying when I went for the Derelict premiere down in uh, L.A., mm-hmm. over in L.A., I should say. They had us had me in a yeah, there. Mm, that way. They had me in a hotel 
and I don't even remember the name of it now, but it was it was made to look very swanky. Yes, but, an older an older building, a hotel that's been around forever that has recently been hipsterized. Thank you. That's a good way of putting yes. it. Gentrified. Yes, it has been gentrified. Yes, it's in it's in like a like an up and coming neighborhood. Yeah. You know, guys, you know what that means, right? It's a, it's not so safe. But then rich people moved in. But then in. rich people moved in, yeah. You know, I heard that they're trying to gentrify. Um, fuck, I completely lost it. It'll come to me later. Okay. But there's a part that everyone's like, oh, you're going to fuck around over there? And it's not Compton, but it's at almost at the same reputation that Compton has. I can't. Well, Inglewood. They're, Inglewood. Yes, they're, they're, yes, they're yes, trying yes, to gentrify. Yes, trying to well, because the Olympics are coming. And that's, I believe, where they're building all, a lot of the Olympic structures. I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to go. Yeah. I'm curious yeah. to see. Anyway, so did you watch the video? No, I never found it. I started oh. looking. So what we're talking about is that in the hotel, as uh, after the, the screening, you and your wonderful husband gave me a ride back to the hotel. I'm going to look at the name of the hotel now. And as we were pulling up, he started telling a story of a woman. What was it? Was the woman in the water tank? Yes. And this was in downtown L.A., and there was a hotel, and the story is, and you guys apparently, I haven't watched the video yet, because I'm... Elisa Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Lamb? Was a Lamb, uh, a Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, was recovered from a water tank atop the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. The Cecil. Wait, wait, this is a different story, I think. But is she in the water tank? This happened in 2000, this happened in, in 2013. This can't possibly be as recent as the story is. Oh, no, this is the story. This happened much more recently than I thought it did. Holy shit, I thought this I was, was a lot older. I was living in L.A. when this happened. I thought this was a lot older. I thought this was a lot older. Anyway, there's a really, really creepy video from of security footage from the elevator of this woman either maybe having a psychotic break or talking to someone who's trying to murder her or something spooky is going on. Right, in like this. ghosts or something. Something weird happens, and then they find this woman dead in the water tank in this hotel because right. people have started complaining that the water is gross. When people started to talk, was it that they could smell it or they tasted something they could was wrong? taste it. And, and this is one of those hotels where there's also apartments, and so these people right. who lived in this building were like, our water is weird. What's going on? And I think then, they were still doing that when I was there, too. So then they, yeah, maybe. And then they went up to the water tank on the roof thinking there was like a dead bird or a dead rat in there or something, and instead they found an entire dead person. But the weird thing was is that they had to bring welders yes. to come in because they had to yes. cut the top because she had to be cut out because the, the, there was the no little, physical way yep. for her to be in there. The hole to get into the water tank was significantly too small for her to get in there. They have no idea how she got in there. But she was in there. But she was in there and she drowned. Her, I just learned from the internet that her cause of death was drowning. She drowned in the water tank. So she, so in the footage, so everyone knows the footage, if you just are listening, the footage was that she, they kept seeing her on the elevator <clears throat> and then she would get off the elevator and you would see her moving around or looking like something scared her yeah, and looking, she would get like back looking, in. Like looking and, and, and freaking out. Right. Whatever it was, she was very like agitated. And then and this went on for a while, right? Yeah. And then once and then after I'm the, find this video for you. They uh and then they finally she got off the elevator on I guess the top floor and coincidentally, as far as uh, conspiracy theories go, mm-hmm. this just happened to be the one floor <clears throat> that the the hallway 
camera wasn't working and that was the last anyone had seen of her but right. they didn't even start looking at the footage until they found her is that right uh i don't know i keep forgetting i need to just bring my laptop and let it sit here of course i think everybody's mostly it doesn't do so well when you uh yes oh uh no so after before they found her body after her reported disappearance the lapd released the footage okay Oh, Wikipedia has like a a minute by minute breakdown of this video. But you still haven't found the video. I haven't found the actual video. What was her name again? It's it's either Eliza or Elisa. E L I S A. Yeah, Lamb. L A M. Yes. There. Did you find it? Yep. It's super spooky. It's uh two minutes and twenty seven seconds in yeah, that CBS. Yeah, that's about right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the top link when you... You actually... I just searched for woman dead in water. Oh, it says it has no sound. It has no sound. Cecil Hotel. So, yes. The video... I I have never seen the video with sound. I believe it has no sound. Yeah, it just did the... the, On YouTube, it said that that doesn't happen. This has got 335,000 views on it. I'm actually kind of surprised it's not more. Yeah, this is... Are you watching it? Are you watching her freak out? Yeah. She just got on. Yeah, she's trying to fucking hide. Yeah. I'll put a link to this it's below super, on the YouTube. It's super, it's it's one of the spookiest things I've ever seen. So like. And the door won't show. Well, she, when she first got in the elevator, she's sitting there and she squats down and then the doors don't close. And then she keeps, she's looking out the elevator, like waiting for someone or like she thinks someone's coming to get her. Mm-hmm. Oh. But also she's just behaving very erratically. Do you think it's psychotic or do you think it's drugs? I don't know. I I have no idea. This is fucking crazy. Yeah, I'll have to watch the rest. So of yeah, it. yeah, it's just it's super. And this, I don't think it's the entire thing because this is it, it. I thought it was like she went to different floors. She does go to so she, I believe she does go to a different floor. I think she gets eventually she gets back in the elevator. But she's got the the fucking doors are propped open, and I mean any elevator I've ever been on. You can't hold the doors that long or the fucking thing starts beeping. Like there's an alarm yeah, that goes Yeah, I off. mean, I think that it's, but it's also a really, really old building. It's so true. maybe it's just the it's original. Yeah, the she buttons. presses all the buttons. Holy shit. Is she just trying to get the fucking door closed? Also, the elevator could be broken. Right. Because it is. It's in a very old building. Like when I got in it and the door shut, I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like yeah. this isn't the, this and is not the one. And it's a teeny, teeny, tiny little elevator. It is. And it, it, it's, when it starts moving, you're very aware of how old it is. Mm-hmm. This is such a creepy video. She's singing? Is she know. explaining something? I don't know. Right, she could, be, she could be talking to someone who's standing over there. That we just never see. That we just never see. This, this is definitely one of the weirdest things. Mm-hmm. And it is. I'm glad that I didn't, because when you guys were, oh, you should watch it. I'm like, I'm not watching this. In no, don't watch hotel. it while you stay in the hotel, no. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. This is fucking weird. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll and put then, a link to and this. they don't have the, the hallway. Fuck. Oh, here the the next one up is a student doctor's answer to Eliza or Alyssa Land's unexplained disappearance. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like you could really fall down the internet rabbit hole of this story. And I'm going to now. Mm-hmm. With the help of some THC. Not now, but not later. Not now, but later, yeah. That's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, it's very it's very weird. 
That's the strangest. Um, Very creepy. Do you believe in ghosts? I think so. Have you ever experienced anything that you're like, mm, okay, that was probably a ghost? Not really. But yet you still believe? Yeah. I'm not I'm not 100% convinced. But I feel like maybe there are still you know maybe maybe people pass away and there are still their presences right around. You know, I don't know if I necessarily believe in like this ghost is haunting this building and is angry. Right. I think that there I don't know, I have a lot of theories on it about uh the afterlife and purgatory mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. whatever the middle ground is, whatever you want. Because I think purgatory was recently dismissed. Well, not recently. I've seen recently. It was, uh, it was dismissed several years ago by Catholicism, I oh, think. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they got I rid don't of know. it. I don't, I don't particularly stay up to date on Catholicism. You think I, I probably should since <laughs> I'm the Pope, but <laughs> I don't remember. I, I think it was dismissed or it was let go and then maybe it was brought back. It's kind of like Pluto. In our hmm, solar system, yeah. I think it's like, maybe it is, maybe it's maybe not. Maybe it's not, we don't know. Not enough science to say one way or the other. Yeah. Um, I'm talking and trying to do something at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, I'm terrible at that. Trying to have a conversation while pressing buttons on my phone. Um, here's an interesting one, because okay. I, I, I keep questions loaded. Okay. Um, if you could go back into time, into time, yes. if you could go back in time, what age would you go back to and why? Is this... Me now is going to visit me then, or is this I'm I'm just going back in time? You are able to you were able to go back in time. So someone comes up and says you can go back to any age you want and be that age and 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 then proceed back proceed forward. back forward. Do I retain the knowledge that I have now? Sure. I want to. Maybe like 10. Why 10? I was such a fucking disaster of a child. And I was so... I was just so very wrapped up in myself. Okay. And so very afraid of... Like both very anticipatory of and afraid of the future. Like I very much remember having a meltdown on my 10th birthday because I didn't want to turn 10. It's like, I'm, it's too old. I don't want to be 10. Because you were just double digits suddenly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I had this whole meltdown about being 10, and part of it had to do with the fact that I was a gymnast, and it meant I was aging up a category, and I didn't want to do that. I was okay. happy where I was. But it was just like I had this whole thing about, like, it was just, I was a mess. I was a disaster child. That sucks at 10 years old. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my, I, my anxiety was kind of out of control as a kid, and I didn't know what it was then, and I didn't have any coping mechanisms to deal with it then. Right. And then, like, puberty started, so that makes everything that much worse. And so if I could retain the knowledge that I have now of, like, oh, you're going to grow up and be functional. Right. I could perhaps do middle and high school better. Right. And be less miserable. Do you think it would though? And I ask this only because it's it's like when I went when I was dealing with anxiety and I was a couple of years where I was like <clears throat> excuse me heavily medicated mm-hmm. with the stuff mm-hmm. and when I say heavily medicated I was daily taking yeah. stuff yeah yeah and no matter how much I told myself or anyone else told me that it was going to be okay I couldn't when it was happening there was no talk down like there was sure yes I 
in this in this fantasy scenario, okay, I feel it's inside that it will be okay. Gotcha. Okay, ten years old. That sucks. Ten years old. I don't. I don't really remember ten. You know what I've realized with having a kid is mm-hmm. that I for, I've forgotten or I can't recall a lot of memories at mm-hmm. certain younger ages. And then when he hits the age and goes through the certain things, I'm like, oh, I shit, remember yeah. and like the whole shit comes, uh, comes yeah. flooding back. It's yeah, crazy yeah. how it all shows back up. But until then, I'm like, I don't, I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of crazy. Um. That's it, unless you want me just to keep randomly asking questions. I mean, we can, well, I mean, that's I don't not know. it. Now it, I'm going to interview you. Oh, you're going to ask me questions? <laughs> ask you questions. Right. I don't know what they are, though. Oh, I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm Fine. Nervous. How did you get into BDSM? Um, I started out Start as a from young, the beginning. I was going to say, I started as a very young man. Um, and when I was going through, when I was figuring out what sex was, yeah. Um, I realized that there were certain things that I enjoyed doing. Once when I said, not like when I first started doing it. So I first started mm-hmm. doing it. There's that awkward. I don't know what's going on. Sure, what's this thing? I don't, I don't know how. It yeah. works. <laughs> Where do yeah. I put this thing? What, yeah, what's I, this? I don't, I don't. Yeah, choked and it threw up again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but once I started delving into it, I started realizing that being more aggressive mm-hmm. was something that made me happy, and but me being, ag- being aggressive consensually. Yeah, and I then I wouldn't have said consensually aggressive. I just right. knew that you didn't it know was the word rapey. Yeah. Great play yeah. kind of thing. And it didn't, I didn't need it, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the kind of tussling around was fun. That always seemed to be like that always led to me with blue balls because I got a lot more excited when it was the playfulness. And then mm-hmm. afterwards I'm like, oh, well, shit, that's not going anywhere. Right. Um, but once I got older and it was kind of came into my sexuality and I was fucking on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I guess, I... And I, it wasn't even sex. I remember having these fantasies about, <clears throat> I remember and I told a very select few people that I have this fantasy and I want to have this person tied up. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about the bondage, but I just need them not to go anywhere. Right. And I want to do horrible things to them. And it didn't, it wasn't about the act of hurting them as much as it is the thing. And this is what always fucked with everybody when I told them these stories was, and then I want to look them in the face and watch them cry. Mm-hmm. And I want to and talk to them and I want to hear why, Tell me why it hurts. Tell me why you're scared. And I want to see them go through this emotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, we're good. Yeah. Wipe it off. Let's go get a beer. Everything's cool. And it didn't matter about boy or girl or bondage or not. I just wanted to. And again, it wasn't even about the torture. It was watching someone suffer. Mm-hmm. And I was very particular about who I told because you go saying that in your 20s to people who yep, especially yep. think boy, girl, missionary oh, yeah. sex. Oh, yeah. So um, I started dating the fetish model. Mm-hmm. And. She um, went to work for Kink. Yeah. And that's how I ended up getting in the industry was going to work with Kink and seeing, I was like, wait a minute, there's this, when she was doing fetish modeling anyway. Yeah. So I saw it and I was like, this is, I like this, but it was just her getting tied up or her putting on boots or gloves Mm -hmm, or stockings mm -hmm. or what all the fetishes. All the stuff, yeah. And she went and worked for Kink for the first time and I sat down and I'm like, tell me, tell me everything. And she's telling me about it and I'm like, and I'm working at yeah. a sex store at the time. Okay. So, and we had like the videos and all the toys. Yeah. So I went in and used my discount and I'm like, I'll take this flogger and I'll take this. Right. And we, I went back to the apartment and her and I played mm-hmm. and I found out, I started figuring out where my role was, which surprisingly wasn't always on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mind the taking the abuse every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's kind of 
it's nice. It's I think is what everybody was. It's nice to say here, you do, do it. Me. Yeah, I'm gonna relax. You do this. You do me. Yeah. Um, and that at some point that it 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 I realized that there's everything that I'd always fantasized about wasn't fucked up and weird. It was BDSM. Yeah. That's all it was. It was BDSM. It was consensual mm-hmm. torture. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I'm home. Yes, there's a word for this weird thing that I'm into. Yeah, and now everyone, because of the beauty of Facebook is everyone sees me and now they see what I'm doing and they're like, that's what you were talking about. You, okay, because they all, I think, thought on a level of like Dexter. Like mm-hmm. I was going to start yep, killing yeah, motherfuckers. Cut off people's fingers and right. stuff. Yeah, I often wonder if the very, very, very select few people I told that I was into spanking because at the time growing up, it was it was very specifically a spanking fetish. Okay. That sort of developed into this, like, oh, I like this other stuff too. It was like it was spanking and bondage, but it was very much a spanking fetish. Right. And these people that I told see me now. I don't really, I don't talk to any of them. Um, see me now, and they're like, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. We shouldn't have made fun of her. Now with the spanking, let me ask you this: Is it hand paddle flogging, or is it anything across the ass, or is it a specific thing across the ass? Um. It is not, I mean, I could sit here and tell you which implements I like over other implements, but that right. is not what it's about. It's about the the act of, it's about the, I like I like the pretending to be in trouble. Okay. I don't like it to be when I'm in real trouble. Okay. I like the pretending <clears throat> to be in trouble. I like the, the age play dynamic. I like the pretending to be humiliated by the thing dynamic. Okay. Now, age play, like it just being an older man, or do you like to go all the way into the, like, the daddy play? I go into the daddy play. Okay. That's hot. Now, is it OTK? Like, is it very mm-hmm. much across the lap? The yeah. skirt comes up. Yep, yep. There's something super, super hot about that. And I found out, I, in my experience, I found that people that are into that are, mm-hmm. that's it. You don't need anything need else. nothing else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Sergeant Major? Mm-hmm. That was, he would come to the armory. And when he would stay on it, like he'd be there for several times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, he, when I was running the upper floor, he's like, do you mind if I come up? And he yeah. always brought all of, because he was a large man. So yeah. just, you didn't have just random clothes laying around for him. Um, and he would bring in his, his own outfit and mm-hmm. he'd show up. And he, he would, I'd let him pick the girls because they all knew him. Yeah. And I'm like, this is Sarge, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that was his thing. And he was as much into the aftercare mm-hmm. and the daddy mm-hmm. as he was the actual spanking. Yeah. And every one of the girls were like, as big as he is, I expected him to fucking break my ass. Like, mm-hmm. fuck me up severely. And it was yeah. more about the the act and the play than yeah. it was inflicting excessive pain. Yeah, it doesn't actually particularly need to hurt. I mean, it... it inherently hurts but it doesn't need to be like this incredibly hard thing right um if it's not i'm going to pretend that it is I'm, you know i'm going to You're complain it about it and and move around as if it is right but it doesn't have to be okay it's about the the thing it is it is to me like spanking play is separate from bdsm play like I, they're two different activities that i engage in i agree with that i, I because, like I said, the, the people that I've seen that are really into it, that's they don't need to be yeah. tied up. They there's that specific thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the th- it's the it's very much like a fetish. Hmm. I think I'm starting paying attention to more fetishes. 
<laughs> now we did this thing and I learned, cause obviously there's the OTK where the feet are on one side, the head's mm-hmm. on the other, and then mm-hmm. there's the butt and you do the spanking. Mm-hmm. Um, in LA, some of my friends that were like, Hey, do you know how to do it this way? And they, the only way I've ever heard it called is just the LA style. And I introduced it when okay. I was doing the upper floor. <clears throat> and what it is, is you sit on me in my lap, straddle my legs, and then you go forward. Wheelbarrow. So, wheelbarrow. Is that what it is? Wheelbarrow. And then you have both hands, full access, and then you have the vagina. And, of course, if it's and done it just for it, real nice. it looks real nice. Yeah. And it feels nice if the grinding yeah. and she's flexible enough. Mm-hmm. I did that. I think the last time I officially did that was on a sadistic rope shoot, I think. And I had my foot out, one of my feet sticking yeah. out as I'm just going to town. And her hands are tied in front of her because I need her to be able to support, not fall on her face. Right. And I start feeling something weird on one of my boots. And I look down and no one told her, just all on her own. And she is making love. <laughs> and I was, and at this point, I'd already experienced boot blacking and all this other <laughs> stuff. So, And she, <clears throat> that was her thing. Like She yeah. was like, there's a big leather boot and I'm going to lick this mm-hmm. fucking thing clean. It's in my face. Yeah, it was hot. Yeah. Super hot. Yeah. So it's wheelbarrow. I, yeah, I've never heard that called L.A. style or been specifically related to Los Angeles. It's just like that's a that's a wheelbarrow. Right. And like I said, I learned it in L.A., so I just, I'm, that's what, and I was, I was like, what well, is this, just OTK? And they're like, what's well, L.A. OTK? Interesting. But you also, we, off camera, you and I have discussed some of the people. So sure, the, sure, sure. Consider the source. Yeah. There's yeah, that. I, I, so like I've encountered it doing mm-hmm. like spanking movies. Right. And a lot of, there's a lot of, so there's like fetish models and then there are spanking models. Okay. And they really just do spanking videos and maybe they do like a little bit of diaper stuff because those worlds often coincide or they'll do a little bit of like, maybe like a vibrator kind of stuff, but they don't really get into the like other fetishes. They just are like primarily spanking models and a lot of them. There's a lot of them that don't even do full nude because that's that. not what it's about. Right. So they don't need to get naked or they'll take their butt out, but they won't take their shirts off. No, the butt comes out. Does it just come down enough to show the ass and exactly. try and still and hide the vagina? Exactly, and they don't do spread legs. Okay. So I often get booked for spanking movies where they're like, oh, can we do a rectal thermometer? They'll be like, sure. But that's not spanking. It's part of the spanking. It's part of the, like, punishment. Oh, Okay, now so it'll it makes be like sense. in the middle of the spanking. Okay, or like, will you do a wheelbarrow position? Because a lot of people, a lot of spanking models, don't feel comfortable doing something so genital focused, right. like whatever they're already on the internet. Right, I don't it's care. Already there. It's already. It's already. <clears throat> it's already out there. You can. You can see it. <laughs> I like it because I feel like it's more sensual, but it's also it takes it to more of a sexual level because mm-hmm. you're you're straddling me and. Everything is exposed, yeah. opposed to your legs being together, and just it's the definitely butt. it's definitely more sexual for sure. That's probably why I like it more. <laughs> I'm like <"There's> the <laughs> pussy, the pussy's right there. <laughs> I mean, it does. It looks really nice. You get it is like such a nice. It frames up nice. Yeah, it just emphasizes all the right parts. It makes it easy for disco to shoot too, because I just sit in a chair and lean mm-hmm, back, and mm-hmm. I like, he just. It's the easiest POV mm-hmm. in the world. And to me, it's probably that some of the best POV. Point the camera. Right. There Just sit there and hold. There it is. And, it's, and I, I, I understand, <clears throat> excuse me, I understand why the men that do POV 
when you're watching POV, every once in a while you get the head movement or something. Mm-hmm. It's because you can't sit there and do this and have that right there and not be like, hey, I gotta see. Yeah. As I bump my mic with I my head. I feel like there are, there are a couple of male performers that like to do the like lay back, eyes closed, I'm in another world, my dick is hard, don't touch me, don't look at me, don't make eye contact with me, I'm in another world. Right. That's just like a couple of guys. Right. Because most of them want to see. Most of them would like to see. I like that um, <clears throat> there's a, sorry, my throat's all cloggy. There's a, a couple guys who I've sat there and watched. And it's, I think it's cute. It's endearing because I've been doing this for so mm-hmm. long. But you see them laying there and they start, the face starts happening and their fists ball up. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 you can do it. And I'm like cheering for them, like, you're okay. You can do this. You're okay. But you see, like, and they're not. Not yet, not and yet. Hold it in. And they, they'll catch eye contact with you and then you're just like, you're yes, okay. Yes, you got it. You can do it. And the last thing you want to do is look at a male performer and give him a thumbs up when you know he's that aroused because then you're like, no, no, don't do that part. <laughs> sure, because the thumbs up could mean, go, to go, do yeah. the thing. Yeah, but you, yeah, it's it's like I said. It, I've always thought that it was a cute thing, and I've seen several guys do it. And it's that whole like they're looking anywhere except because they are that aroused at that exact moment that they're like, I need to. Oh, look, there's there's JP has a big pile of pipe over there. Right. That's nice. What can I what can I look at that's not sexy? Right. I watched a guy the other day slap his dick in what I would consider a relatively hard manner. And this and wasn't like, Tommy Pistol. It was not Tommy Pistol. Okay. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't love someone. You. I I love him too. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't someone I normally associate with doing something like that. It was. Oh. It was very plainly a. This feels good. I need it to not feel good for a second. You know how funny it would have been if he would have slapped himself and not known that about himself. It just and it was done. <laughs> Fuck that didn't Surprise. work. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Oh shit! That actually would have been hysterical. That would have in this particular moment, <laughs> but. I feel like it must be something he does all the time. Like it was very just much like a like he pulled out, he slapped it, he put it back in. It was like a very calculated like this feels good, but we're not ready to be done with the scene yet. I need to not come yet. But this feels good and I really like this girl. So I'm just gonna take a little break. And slap it. Yeah. It was really interesting. Fuck it. Did it work? I think so. Fuck good for him then. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I get to that point with me, and I'm not a trained professional mm-hmm. like these guys are, and pulling out and slapping it, I, at that it point, matter. any more contact is just making it worse. Cause that it doesn't I, matter what it is. Because I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm cool, I'm cool, and it gets to that point that everyone makes fun of where it's like, don't move, don't breathe. Oh, oh, fuck, you moved. There's none of this, yeah. this, this preparation or foresight of, okay, it's coming, so slow down or take your break or right, slap or do, it. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck. It's your fault. You moved. You moved. Yep. You, you were moved. alive. I felt your heart throb through your pussy, and now it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Typical fucking dom, right? God damn it. Why did you have to be alive? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Well, maybe the cold would have. Oh, well, who knows? <laughs> but also, it's not your job. Exactly. And that's why it's not my job. I thought about it for a while and was like, of all the perks that, that come along with fucking. Mm-hmm. The beautiful co-stars that I have. There's also that seems like a lot of stress, and I, I, I but I'm also yeah. very sympathetic to the guys. Like I'm like I know that <clears throat> I know what I do, mm-hmm. and I can get into what I'm doing enough to where I'm like I need to walk away from this girl for a minute because I'll turn into a teenage boy and be like, mm-hmm. oh shit, now it's in my pants. Mm-hmm. It's never happened, mm-hmm. never. <laughs> but <laughs> so fuck you. But um, 
there's like it, it you do you get yeah. to a point where you're super aroused and all of a sudden it's like fuck i gotta push back so i couldn't even imagine like fucking I'd right and 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 so now it's your job when you are super aroused and really into the girl but also when you're not that and that's where the, i think i think all of us earn our money at that point because mm-hmm. we've all done it we've mm-hmm. all had oh, to sure. do sure. it and yeah. get in there and be like okay yeah. i'm gonna make the best of it yeah but also you know you in my personal life i have mostly encountered with with exceptions but mostly i find that the the brain thinking required to tie is different than erection yeah and so like you could be super 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 fucking turned on by this girl but you're using this part up here right so this part doesn't want to do its thing right now right and now you've got to be a male performer and have a boner yeah and that seems like that's a lot of work it's a lot of work it seems like a lot of work and i think that's why i got lucky is because i can do the thing and mm-hmm. then i can get in and build myself up to where i don't have to walk in and have a fucking cock of steel right, right. and I then can, it stays hard the whole time yeah mine yeah. can fluctuate throughout the time and no one no one knows hopefully <laughs> someone someone <clears throat> out there i am certain that someone out there you have a fan i don't know if they're male or female but you for sure have a fan who has watched a bunch of scenes right watching your crotch oh i'm sure I'm sure. For sure. I'm certain that this has happened. And, I'm, and I couldn't tell you if it were boy or girl either. That was a cool thing. That was a nice stat that I found out when I was uh, when we were still at the armory, that mm-hmm. they looked at the, all the crossover of like sex and submission crossover to hogtie and mm-hmm, hogtie mm-hmm. to whipped ass. And that supposedly the, mm-hmm. the numbers they showed me that my sites that I, was, uh, that I appeared on had the largest amount of crossover from gay sites Interesting. than any other male performer sites. Hmm. I'll take that shit all day. Hey boys, I wonder why up? that is. Because I'm goddamn handsome. Yes, <laughs> of course. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I mean, it's it's. But cool. Else. Yeah. It's nice. But yeah. But there's also the the disadvantage again of me being overly excited most of the time, and if I if and I've had this happen, there's several girls. If mm-hmm. it's close enough, they can get their mouth close enough to it or their hands. They're going to do gonna, everything they can. They're going to touch it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this is kind of, oh, 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 oh. Oh, take it away. <laughs> Don't you that do that. That is not for you. <laughs> this must be your fault again. <laughs> that is not for you. I am not paying you for that. Yeah, you just. You keep, you keep that to yourself. If I want you to have it, I'll bring it back. But until then, you just sit <laughs> over there and be good. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like there's often fans who watch the scenes and I don't know if like the girl is on her back or something and you stand next to her so that you're near her face and they're like, oh, is the girl going to, is she going to do it? Is she going to reach out and try to, is she going to try to put her mouth on it? What's she going to do? Right. Like, I'm sure that's also a thing. And it's hot. And they're, they're, It is hot. Yeah. Anytime I found that I, if I have someone hanging upside down in a suspension <clears throat> and I grab through the nipple thing and pull close mm-hmm. and I can sit there and I'm doing the triple mm-hmm. chin look down and I'm looking and probably 60% of the time the mouth pops open every time I pull. If there's not a gag in there, their mouth pops open. <laughs> and of course, then I have fuel. I'm like, you think I'm going to put this in your mouth? And they just look at me and smile and they're like, oh, no. Maybe. Are there are their mouths opening because you're pulling on their nipple? So they're... It's not the owl. There's, is it just the like... They see it and they smile. And they're there and they're like, 
this is what I do now. Yeah, they see that you see the smile come in, and then the, their mouth opens, mm-hmm. like give it to me. And so I've teased several sure. of them, and I'll get this close, this close. Yeah, and the tongue will come out and wiggle, and I'm just like, no, wrong scene, bitch. Not for you, Not but today. also I think that's hot. I, again, in my personal life, I you know I, I'm super super selective with people I play with not for money these days because I get I've had I, I've had enough mediocre sex to last for the rest of my life. Right. So I'm not gonna go do that off camera unless I'm really into the person. Right. And then it's not gonna be mediocre. Right. It better not be anyway. it better not be. Yeah, it better not be. <laughs> God damn but it. I find that I will often have conversations with people in negotiation about like I, I don't want to have sex. If if we're going to do this very heavy bondage scene, I'd like you to not pay attention to my vagina. Right. Don't take your dick out. Like, I'd be glad to have sex with you. It has nothing to do with having sex with you. It's that I am often tied up and fucked. Right. And it's nice to not always have that happen. And I think, uh, to me, that's the way you were talking about earlier, the way the spanking is different from um, <clears throat> from, from BDSM. regular BDSM. Yeah. I feel like BDSM, to me, is different from sex. I don't. I think that they clearly can both coincide mm-hmm. and they work well together mm-hmm. when needed. But, like, with what I do... In my head, there's part of me that's like, it'd probably be cool to finish off now that I'm finished beating her and she's had Mm -hmm. her orgasms at the end of the day to just Mm -hmm. go in there and get my 90 seconds in her mouth or pussy and be done. But at the same time, I feel like it's a deeper connection Mm -hmm. than just, hey, you want to go crawl in the bed and fuck for however long and be done. Yeah. I think it's it's more intimate. And I I feel like. 100% think so. And I think keeping it that way is kind of nice too. Saying, okay, we're going to keep this here and then put this over here. and Yeah. And again, not that they can't coincide, but I like what yeah. they do. I think it's a different thing. I like keeping them separate, and I like mixing them up. I think they're both good, but it is different. Right. It's not a bad different. It's no, different. it's not a bad different, but <clears throat> it is It is a very different, it's a different thing to, to, to do all of it without involving penetration. Right. When, I, when you say that, do you mean like zero penetration? Like don't even play, no vibrators, no penetration, just... Let's do a heavy scene and be done. No orgasm reward or anything. Yeah. Okay. I don't need to have an orgasm. I mean, I might have an orgasm, but I don't need to be conventionally stimulated. Right. Well, you were one of the few girls that I've ever worked with that does the pangasm thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's not it's not like denying myself pleasure or denying myself an orgasm. Right. It's that, you know, I don't need I don't need to be finger fucked or, right. or a toy or a vibrator. That, right. I'll be just fine without that. Thanks. I'm good right here. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I don't need it. Ashley Clayton. <clears throat> yeah. Damn it. She is the same way. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while she'll show up and she's like, can you just not? And I'm like, not we're, do it, yeah. we're doing porn. Like I have yes, to. Yes, exactly. We're we're making a product. We're doing a thing. And the, the It's going on the internet and the people going to watching right. want to see the thing. They want to see the thing. Yeah. But there are times that it's... Um, I don't think that it has to be as much. Like, there's some girls who come in here and they're like, I like the tease in the Nile. I like the forced orgasm. And then there's mm-hmm. others that are like, can we not? So it's one of those, I will beat you, beat you, beat you. And now for the gratuitous finish, mm-hmm. here's one and we walk away. Yeah. And I, I kind of try and play like that just because it's, if you don't want it, I don't want to force it. Sure. I had, I taught a class recently here in Vegas mm-hmm. and um, with our friend that'll be here soon. Yes. And I had someone in the front who... I guess just recently got turned on to kink and never okay. even heard of kink. Okay. Um, and she was like, you did this scene 
and you and it was titled 65 minutes of hell and you did it with roxanne ray mm -hmm. and she was like by far of all the things i've watched on kink she was like because of the way you tied her up and you didn't stop mm -hmm. for over an hour she was like that was the hottest thing i've ever seen i was like oh really yeah which i think it is yeah. because it's more of a when i gave her her orgasms mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was it was to give me a break so I could catch my breath and yeah. to let her recuperate from what I had done. But it was right. a quick, here's 30, 40 seconds of a vibrator yeah. because she was so over Right, she didn't need any more than that. Right. And I'd get it and I would still take my time walking away, take my time walking back because mm -hmm. I'm like patting sweat off and all yeah, this other you stuff. Yeah, take a little break. But it was hot. I think I was going to, maybe you should do more of those. I did a live hogtide with Mogul. Okay. And I still to this day count it as one of like the most fun. Right scenes that I've ever done because we didn't stop. We oh, didn't it's one we of didn't the nonstop take, ones. Yeah, we did a we did a nonstop. We I mean I, I came out of bondage very briefly in between positions. Okay. But it was like maybe the chest harness didn't necessarily come off. Okay. So it was just like a very quick like I would come down from a suspension and go back into a different tie. So it would keep you in the same headspace. Yeah, yeah, there was no break. Okay. And it was incredibly fun. We'll have to do one. Let's do one. Because I know we have, sorry, I got that a little too close. We've done, um, we did the, the last time you were here where we got super heavy. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, and the progression of what we've done, because mm -hmm. God knows we've done a lot. Yeah. Is, I think that's the next thing is to, especially. Yeah, let's do one without a break. Yeah. We just, and it's usually pretty basic because when I do it, I'm going to put, it's probably going to be a spread eagle on the floor. Yeah. And it's just going to be, I have access to all of this right. and I'm going to take advantage I'm of do stuff. head to toe. Yeah. And until you are basically when I'm like, okay, she's going to, I have to mm -hmm. stop or she's going to tap, which mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never seen that level of you yet. So. Uh, you and I, as far as I can remember, have never gotten to that place. But there's today. <laughs> How's that for a segue? <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Let's. What time is it? Let's talk about today, and then I bet Victor, she's going to be here soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so today we're going to shoot a scene with me and you and Victoria Vox. Yes. And you're going to do stuff to her and I. Mm -hmm. You're going to you're going to top both of us, and we're both on Thanksgiving break, so we're going to get fucked up. Severely. And then her and I are going to have sex. That's going to be so hot. And we're going to poke each other's bruises and stuff, and I'm really excited to do that. I might have to sit out here on set and watch that part. I feel like that's a fair trade. That's not bad, right? Yeah, I think. I think. <coughs> I also think that she'll probably be okay with that. Yeah. And we're going to have lots of camera angles, so yeah. everything's going to be good, because we're going to have yeah. three cameras, I think, going all together. Uh, I think I think two. Just two. Unless we're going to do a third. We can also do a third. Because I, I think... We want, if we want to like run a cell phone or something, we could do... Maybe, I don't know. We brought two. I was going to say, you two, and I think Victoria was talking about having someone shoot also. Yeah, I think he's going to use one of our cameras. Gotcha. That's okay. why we brought the two, the okay. two matching cameras okay. so that they'll cut together really nicely. Okay. Um, so yeah, lots of, lots of camera angles. We don't have any other, as far as I know, we don't have any other plans besides what I just said. Like, that's the plan. Right. We're going to do stuff. Tie you two up, and then we're just going to go. We're going to do stuff, yeah. Until you... Either I don't, and here's the thing: I don't think either one of you are going to tap. I don't like think I've, so. I've never seen you tap. Um, I've never seen her tap. Mm -hmm. I've seen her check out when mm -hmm. I put her through this uh, school of submission mm -hmm. day three, mm -hmm. and the heavy work. Yeah, and then I tied her to like a scaffolding of some sort, <clears throat> and then took the uh, dragon tail and just went to town. And all of a sudden, she just stopped. 
Yeah. No more responsive. Yeah, yeah. I walked in with a cattle prod. Fuck, she's still not responding. Yeah. Vibrator. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. And that's the closest that I've ever seen her. And I wouldn't say breaking, but to more of just checking out. Sure. In, in a not necessarily like, not like a good break. Right. Um, cause when I, cause when it was over with, we got her, we untied her and we, I carried her over and sat her down and she yeah. kind of watched her kind of come, come out of the back, cloud yeah. and she's like, fuck, is everything okay? And I was like, it's good. And she starts looking around and she's like, why am I sitting down? I was like, girl, <laughs> you just sit here and drink this yeah, water. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you drink this. Here's some apple juice. Um, when do you think, <clears throat> because we're getting the content, we're all going to yeah. have the content. Yeah. When do you think, should we coordinate Probably. We, I can say we should talk about this probably off. We should air. actually yeah. have a, yeah, we should, the three of us coordinate and this make is a gonna, plan. Because I think this, me personally, and this isn't gloating, but I think with having the three of us doing this, this might be, I, I'm comfortable saying this is monumental. Like, this is oh, gonna I be think a people big are going to fucking love it. Yeah. Because of having you and having her and then having me and mm-hmm. going, because, I'm going to go the extra mile. Like <laughs> I'm going to stretch. I'm going to take ibuprofen for the hand swelling. Like I'm going to, yeah. but I think this is, I think this is probably going to be, no, I don't think I'm almost a hundred percent positive. This is probably going to be more intense than anything that I've ever shot. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It I might, think that's it the goal. Might, it might. Yeah. The goal, the goal is really my goal is to just do something that's really beautiful. Right. And different because like, sure, there's plenty of scenes where there's one person topping two people. Right. But I feel like Victoria and I have now worked together a couple of times, and, like, we talked about it, and we were like, we want to do this thing, and then, like, we've never seen anybody shoot the girls having sex after right. all of the stuff, and, like, we would like to do that. That sounds good. Right. So now like, is the plan to capture, sorry to interrupt you, hmm. is the plan to capture you coming out of the rope and going straight into the sex or I think like, that's what I want to do. I think, I think that's we should also be, talk to her about it, but I think that would be really great. Right. Cause just thinking about it, like to me, that sounds hot to I'm watch. I'm just like fuck on the floor. Because it's, that's the thing that a lot of people miss is when you guys come out of the bondage and to see like that. Cause you're, you're, what's the word I'm looking for? You're you're very primal at that point. Mm-hmm. Like you're so stimulated and so in that, that, that space that it's like, yeah. you, and no, cause we're like cut yeah. and then we can take you out and then you settle in and you right, get right. I don't want to like take a break and bring in a piece <clears throat> of furniture or like take a break and, you know, go to the bed, like any of that, like fix the make, like none of that. I want it right. to just be like this headspace right into this sex. I think it'll be hot. Yeah. How long do you think we're going to go? I have no idea. We're just going to go. I think we're just going to go. Well, I mean, We'll talk to her about it too. I don't. I don't personally have a certain amount of time. Okay. I don't think we need to do the like normal shoot of like this position, then this position. I think we'll just do a position and then untie for sex. The stuff untie for sex. Right. I think that's hotter. Yeah. That kind of plays it more into what I was talking about earlier. With it's like just go because if you're, it has its place. And there was to go back a little bit. There was mm-hmm. a there was a member on Hogtide right after I took it over. And of course I had just taken it over. So I'm like, I need to flex. I need to pull out all Mm -hmm, the stops mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. do all the bondage. And I had a member who complained weekly that said, I don't know what's going on. I'll start, but they were clearly the casting couch fans. That's what they liked. They liked Lokai and the style that he Mm -hmm, did of the casting mm -hmm, couch. mm -hmm. And 
every fucking week they would say things like, oh, God, here we go again. JP just showing how good he is with fucking rope. And I'm like, that's my job. That's what I'm paid <laughs> to do. That's why I'm being paid by this prestigious company. Yeah, I'm paid to come in here and show off my fucking rope, not do a Sure, couch. but I get it. It's very different than, than the, the what Loki was doing. Right. But they, yeah, they complained. And I was like, but that's it's hog tied. Even when it's a bondage website, guys. Yeah. Even when Lokai was there, though, Lokai had a casting couch thing that he did to fill in the blanks or whatever, but right. he still did showing off rope. Mm-hmm. I was just like, but it was the weirdest well, thing. Well, he did like the casting couch with the new girls. Right. It was like, oh, this is your first time on this site. Let's see what you can do. Right. Which had its place. Yeah. But it wasn't hog tied. Right, it was it's it was just a a different, you know. All the directors have different styles, right? It's just a different thing. Alrighty, okay. So let's, let's see. Let's. Uh, Should we wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. Yeah, I have to pee. Okay. Um. Let's do. You got time for some advice for these people? Because sure. last time I asked you advice, yes. and you said you you did the advice around what we were discussing that day. Okay. So same thing. Um, advice that you would give to someone that's coming to the industry for the first time. What would you tell them? Boy or girl, or any gender for that matter. What do I want to say today? Today, I want to say pay attention to social media. Um, make social media profiles on all of the places that will let you have one. Right. Pay attention to the rules of those places so that you don't get your account shut down. And do the build, build a brand. Right. Build a build your name and build a following and build a brand so that you become recognizable and that people know who you are and what you do so that when they want to see the things that you do, they know where to find you. Right. And if you retire, don't, don't delete, delete it. Don't delete it. Save it. Save it. You can deactivate things. Right. Save it just in case because you never know. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody's like, I'm done. I'm done and I'm back. Shit, I'm back. Yeah. And now everyone that said you'll be back was yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Which is another piece of advice is maybe don't ever announce that you're retiring. Right. You just fade away. You yeah. don't need to have this big celebratory announcement. Because right. you never know. And, and Eating life crow is sucks. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Having yeah. anything thrown back in your face. And God knows the internet that we have today. Mm-hmm. That's what people do the best I thought at. you were retired. What happened? What happened? What went wrong? Yeah. Just shit. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, trolls. All of you. All of you. Alrighty. That's All right. it. Anything right. else? No, that's good. All right. Good. Yeah. This was awesome. Cool. Let's get this thing going. Yeah, let's do it. See ya. Bye. I don't know which camera to wave to. All of them. <laughs>